Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. And we're dedicated to helping entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we got a little story for Ags. 120. That's right, Ags. 120 red-ass episodes of Aggie Growth Hacks is coming to an end. We are wrapping up season seven, and we could not do it without you. So thank you so much for sticking with us. Thank you for the great stories, for for the ags that have come on and shared their business, shared their experience, and shared their hacks. We really appreciate you you allowing us to learn from you. For the ags that that have been listening and maybe want to join us, hook us up. We'd love to hear, get to know you and hear your story. But before we close out season seven, Chris, we had so many amazing entrepreneurs that came on in, in, in this season. You know, everyone from our first live uh, in-person recording at the Angry Elephant. Shout out to Greg Jasper and the Angry Elephant team uh, with the uh, Hong Kong Fui hot dog. I hope you all have checked that out. <laughs> to to celebrating another Aggie 100 celebration and having having Jenny and Sheldon, the fastest growing Aggie entrepreneurs with the, the with an absolutely mind-blowing amount of growth over the last couple of years. So we've learned a lot. We've talked with some good Ags. What were some themes or some things that, that maybe you've heard during this season, Chris? Let's start with my overarching, you know, theme is what I, because I'd like to look back after each season and and go, okay, what was the big thing that everybody talked about, or at least the majority of people talked about? What I heard as I went through all of our episodes again was it's more your business is better if it's more about the big organization, the big thing, meaning that that people (laughs) want to have and be part of something bigger. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of Aggies talked about it, you know, in, in the terms of being an Aggie, right? They, it, it's about being part of something much bigger than them. Mm. Okay. But they brought that into their businesses with their BHAG, right? And, and with their vision for the company and letting the employees be part of all of that. Okay. And, and to share that vision and to understand this is where we're going with this company. This is what we want to do. And, and part of it, right, like with David Trigg, you know, he talked about this exact thing, but his BHAG itself was more about how he wanted to affect lives, okay, than actual like, hey, we want to get to $20 million or whatever that it is, you know, which you hear from a lot of entrepreneurs. Right. It was more about how we want to affect lives, okay? And I, I absolutely love that. And that is part of that being bigger. Right, being right. part of something bigger. How about you? Well, and I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I think back to our conversation with with Jose at the at the Stafford Theater, and I mean, you want to talk about someone who's got big plans, big goals to to basically build a global ecosystem of entrepreneurs that support and help one another to be able to to say, okay, how can we how can we have a goal and not just like you said, a pie in the sky goal, but a, a goal that's actually attainable and that there's a path, there's a, a logical and a reasonable path forward for that. I, I 
I had never thought of it in the terms that you just said that, you know, I mean, a lot of obviously a lot of ags talk about being at A&M and being an Aggie and the Aggie network. And now that we're in the SEC, it's it's just different here, you know, but seriously, to be able to to take that mindset of being part of something bigger and knowing that you're a family in that. And and I think that, that that's another value. One of the things that, that I heard through it was family, you know, treating and having your business kind of like a, a family. And and I know it's not, you know, some people like that analogy, some people don't, but I personally like it. And when when I thought about Jenny and Sheldon with Staff DNA, the fastest growing Aggie 100-owned company, what was the thing that they said? I mean, that one of the challenges that they had was you're growing so fast. How do you how do you keep that family atmosphere when when she used to be in an office that was right next to the to the men's restroom, it was easy to know the four people that were in the office. But because now that they've exploded in growth and been able to to really bring a lot of value throughout their operations, it's hard to do that. But but they that's where they had the listening. Remember, they talked about the happy hours and actually going in and listening to the employees to be able to know and and to keep that family uh values isn't the right word but that family atmosphere of saying you're you're heard and you're respected throughout that what else well and jason anawadi right same thing right he has the free food fridays right so as i'm looking Mm -hmm. back through my notes there's several of them that keep that culture alive through that and in that act of listening. Yeah, I think, and this is something that I want to throw out here is that, you know, this is great for us to have this podcast. We've we've gone through 120 freaking episodes. I mean, that's amazing to me, but we have talked with 120 successful Aggie entrepreneurs. And throughout that, one, I've learned a lot, right? That's that's the whole mm-hmm. point of doing this is learning and growing myself as as a visionary, as as you know, the the founder of my company, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. And this is something that I, I started waking up to about a, a season or so ago. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting all this knowledge. What am I doing with it? Right. Am I actually implementing it? You know, so I've got a, I've got a coach, a, a business coach that, that says, you know, speed to implementation is, is huge in business, right? So the faster mm-hmm. that you can get things implemented into your, to your daily lives, into your, into your organization, right? The, the better it's going to be because there's, there's a lot of, entrepreneurs that listen to things like this right here learn mm-hmm. right but never implement right mm-hmm. so i'm going to challenge anyone who is listening to this right now to go back through some of these episodes write down what the big takeaways were for you and start implementing them in your business now okay and i yep. saw that by the way greg with you right you worked for a bank up until <laughs> you know what was that eight months ago nine months ago yeah you, you now are an entrepreneur right? You're fractional CFO. And I think that by talking with all of these great and successful Aggie entrepreneurs that gave you, I feel, you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it gave you the confidence to go out and, and, and be an entrepreneur. A hundred percent. And, and to be able to, to actually put action to it. There was, when, when I was thinking about taking the jump, you know, I, I talked with a couple fractional CFOs um, that that have been in business for a while. One of them is, I mean, it, honestly, it was almost a mirror image of my bank, my career at a bank. He, he worked for a big bank for 16 years. I'd worked at the bank I worked at for 17 years. Similar roles, kind of taking that step. And he said, you know, the the biggest challenge you're going to have is taking that leap, knowing and having the confidence that. You, 
everything's going to be okay on the other side. And when you're on that ledge staring into the abyss of, I've got a nice cushy W-2. A paycheck comes every two weeks. I get 401k and pension and vacation and, you know, I'm known, I know the systems. And now you want me to do what (laughs) to take that step? What the hell? That's that, you know? And, and the, the, all of them said, and I think this is common, is that you've, that's why starting a business is so hard. That leap of the unknown. But for me and for a lot of entrepreneurs, the, the pain of status quo was more than the pain or the fear of the leap. And, you know, this, this is not about me, but Chris, I'm in a position now where I'm overworked. Like I am out of capacity. Capacity. <laughs> That's right. I mean, like I knew y'all, I knew that I was going to work hard, but it's not, I mean, uh, you know, it's like now it's to the point of I've rapidly gone to work hard, work hard, work hard to, okay, now how the hell do I build systems so that I can have my evenings back? I mean, I've got no problem working hard. Please don't hear, you know, I'm not complaining, but I also didn't start this company to work 70 hours a week. I'll do it if I have to, but there's a lot of entrepreneurs that we've been on here. I mean, hell, you look at, you know, we, t- we talked about Greg Jasper. That's a dude that's got like four companies. And so, so it can be done to be able to say, okay, how do you build systems? How do you get that back? But it's, it's these discussions with, Aggie entrepreneurs that really does help. But I I love how you talked about and had that insight of action. Um, I I think that in in our pre-podcast meeting, you, you talked about how knowledge is great but without action, it's it's fluff. It's nothing. I mean, it, it it's vanity. And so when we sit there and you you gain knowledge and then you work through it. I mean, think about like Chris Wilkie, you know, the, 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 the AI genius and talk, talk about a guy that, that has knowledge about not only what he's doing, but knowledge about, uh, how to serve clients because he's been an entrepreneur for so long and how, how important that is to actually apply both of those together and in, into work. Absolutely. You know, and, and my coach says this and it, all the time, right? He says money loves speed, right? And it's true. The faster you can implement those things, the better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I have a friend that, I mean, we, we, we go to these intensives is what they're called, but it's 250, you know, agency owners sitting together in a room learning from each other. She's done. She has implemented before that session is over. She has like literally designed it out and implemented whatever that it is. And, and it's the who, not how, what Greg Jasper mm, you know, that, talked about. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and just basically delegates every single bit of it out to her team, you know? And if you don't have a team, that's okay, but it's, 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 it's a lot better, right? As I'm learning, as I've learned, get a team, (laughs) get a team, get a good team, get it's the right people in the right seat that matter, right? The most, uh, on any organization. So yeah, there's, there's lots of things, man, throughout this entire season that, that I've taken away and I've implemented, but the biggest for me that I've actually implemented is the who, not how. When I started doing that and started asking that question, right? And in my mind, who can do this instead of how do I do this? It's It's right. been a game changer, absolute game changer for my business. Yep. And, and I think that um, we also... Uh, learn that with uh, with Doug Groves with uh, program insurance. I mean, so so obviously 
you know, going back to talking about a family, <laughs> his his work family is his family family. But but that is, you know, to be able to be part of an, an agency that covers and helps entrepreneurs, franchisors across the nation, you have to build a system and it has to be who, not how. And to be able to kind of kind of work through that. I love Jason, Jason Beasley's talking about as he was growing. He, he talked about he was a one-man band going into COVID. And now, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, honestly, that's something that, that I struggle with is, do, is GPM Financial going to be Greg? Or is it going to be grown and expanded out? And, and I've, seen, I've seen both types of business structures work. You know, each has their pro and their con. I mean, obviously, you know, if you hire people, you have, you have to advocate for them. You have to coach them. You have to lead them. If it's just me, I don't have any HR headaches. I mean, my, my, my boss might be a jerk every now and then, but you know, that's that's okay. <laughs> Make me work overtime without pay. But <laughs> but seriously, it truly is is how do you do it? But Jason talked about the who, not how, and he actually started to grow and build his team so that he could start to do some of the things that he enjoyed and that he was really good at, some of that strategic advisory type stuff. But it's a who, not how. Yeah. And he also talked, though, about taking time away. And I think that that really, when, when it comes down to entrepreneurship, and I, when I say he, Jason Beasley was talking about that, right? About mm-hmm. how he had to set a time for himself. And I think that is so important. But if you think about it from an entrepreneurship standpoint, and you even said this, I didn't get into business to, to work 60 to 80 hours. You got to have that me time. And really, entrepreneurship is about creating systems so that you do have that money freedom and mm-hmm. time freedom right? To do the things that you want to do. And really as visionaries, as the founders of your company, you have to take a step back periodically from your business to create that vision and to keep that mm-hmm. vision going. Because without mm-hmm. you, the business doesn't run, you know, for the most part. That, that's right. And, and, and I know, I know that now more than ever, but intuitively, yes, that's right. But also I can see the trap that the entrepreneurs step in and say, yeah, but if I don't get it done, it ain't going to get done. And again, that's that's a fallacy. That's that's bad thinking. That's stinking thinking, as a preacher used to say. But it's you gotta you've got to get yourself out of that mindset to be able to say what is best for the company. And a, another thing that I heard throughout this entire season was value. And that's not only value in knowing what you do and valuing yourself by charging a fair price for your services. You know, I mean, how how often have we heard entrepreneurs that are struggling to make cash flow needs or whatever? Well, that's because you're focusing, you're providing the wrong value to your clients or you have the wrong clients or you're not communicating well enough that value. You know, I mean, Brett, Brett Richards talked about one of the coolest things about his business is that he, as an auctioneer, is that he would go in and, and, and see value in people's lives when they, when they had, you know, those, you know, the auctions to, to clean out the house and stuff like that. And he would be able to make that connection with the crowd communicate the value of this is not this is not just an antique desk this is a desk that's that's been around for generations and that has seen countless numbers of of you know bills and important letters and family decisions made on it and then be able to communicate that value to the to the buyer and then having the buyer you know actually give money for that yeah and 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 really any business that can communicate that right 
is 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 one that that is actually going to win you know in the end because you got to know your own value you got to be able to communicate that and i 100 percent agree with that so yeah you know will hancock with brez's residential i mean the one that we kicked it off with multifamily real estate is a very crowded market and we've had a couple you know very successful ags in this space but what is the thing that they constantly say you've got to bring value to your tenants you've got to bring value to your investors and you have to communicate that value properly and if you don't then you're just fighting a fight you shouldn't have to fight yeah absolutely you know so yeah i this was this was pretty awesome season we had some awesome people that came on yeah um i do know that every single one of these entrepreneurs that we talked with whatever stage that they are in their journey right all of them came down to those two things in my opinion right the value that that they had about their products their service their time right? Their products, whatever, as well as that overarching theme to me, you know, of it's about being part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. That, that's right. You know, whether whether you're in school currently as as a student entrepreneur, we had a couple of those, whether you're you're going through, you know, you've served as, as a veteran and now you're out of the military service, you know, which is part of something that's much bigger. And now you're an entrepreneur or whether you're just like me, you're just starting it up in the last six months and and starting your entrepreneur journey it is about being about something bigger and and the value well ags that that's going to wrap it up for this episode of aggie growth hacks we hope that you've enjoyed season seven uh chris and i loved it we we this is this is honestly a highlight of our month to be able to talk with aggie entrepreneurs when when we do the recordings and we hope that you've gotten value out of it we hope that that you've connected with some of these ags and and really grown your business and improved your business uh if you haven't make sure you you reach out to Chris. We would love to be able to to do an email introduction or a LinkedIn connection or something to be able to help you uh, improve your business and strengthen strengthen what you've got going on. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. We also want to give a huge shout out to the Angry Elephant and Greg Jasper who were hosting us for our first ever live event. If you're around the College Station area or any place that they are opening up all of these great Angry Elephants, be sure to head on over there and to get the, what was it? The the Hong Kong Hong Kong Fui. Hong Kong Fui <laughs> hot dog. All right. It's amazing. Trust me on that one. Well, Ags, this is going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us for this season. Be sure to tune in on season eight. Our first episode that we drop is going to be a huge one. You want to talk about that, Greg? Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name drop or anything, but but Ags, we have got lined up an interview with with an entrepreneur. He, he he's not an Aggie. Uh, he he went to Virginia Tech, but. He is a influential entrepreneur, an author, and someone that has not only impacted both Chris and my life and my life from a professional and and personal standpoint, but he's kind of a linchpin in the whole relationship between Chris and I and and how we started. So if if y'all have ever heard our origin story, you probably know who we're talking about. But it's gonna be amazing i cannot wait oh yeah i'm completely geeking out about it because i am a super fan of this author well ags join us next time when we connect with another great aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth until then i'm chris hunter and i'm greg martin thanks and gig them whoop